And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fight and Fit Show. This week, we are still on our series of all things diet culture. We're talking about food, we're talking about feelings, we're talking about anything relevant to dieting and losing weight, building muscle, that kind of crack. But we're trying to delve a little bit deeper into some of the issues that people are having. Last week, we were covering making peace with food. And this week, we're going to focus on Chris. Uh, challenging the food police. Challenging funny way the food. Saying, yeah, it's just a funny way of saying, uh, like challenging your inner critic and the people who say, oh, I can't eat that, you can't eat that. Maybe yourself being like, oh, this is bad, mustn't eat after six o'clock, all that sort of stuff. It's very popular on social media now. A lot of coaches are being like, this isn't bad for you. And it's like a Big Mac or something like that. It is, it is, it is bad for you in excess. And this is the yeah. thing. What most thing is like it always comes down to, you know, moderation. Everything in moderation, including moderation. If your whole life's in moderation, you're gonna be a big boring sausage. But again, if you just let the wheels fall off and just do whatever you want all the time, you're going to end up in a not so enjoyable place. And so, you know, that's kind of what we're talking today. Um, Chris, do you want to kick things off the event and you kind of want to lead with? Um, no, let's just jump straight in. So, uh, challenging the food police, please. Um, the first step is to recognize and challenge your inner critic. So, how do you think you can recognize and challenge your inner critic? Well, I suppose the big thing would be, you know, is there anything that you're trying to do? That's when your critic's just going to take a seat, get out his wee scorecards, and, you know, start judging. That's kind of what it's all about. So it's like, you know, is there anything that happens? Like, are you, are you, are you trying to do anything at the minute? Anything that you've got a goal in mind? Anything that you're trying to achieve, learn, whatever it is? And something that I notice all the time in dealing with people is, you know, people, like I was talking to somebody there this morning and, you know, they're only back after a, a, a period of time off and, Jesus, the shocking abuse they were giving themselves. Um, you know, again, I'm sure a lot of it was only in jest. I'm sure an awful lot of it was only kind of half serious. But again, the, the inner dialogue for an awful lot of people is very, very hard on themselves. Yeah, um, inner critic can be, can be pretty pretty mean um, one thing i said i said some... i said are you are you are you are you this nice to all your friends is like is this how you speak to everybody who's you know um, sick and are struggling i was like oh no jason i never talked to any of my friends like this it's like yeah because you have no fucking friends that's why but you know it's okay to speak to yourself like that because you know you can take it and i understand that you know me myself i've got you know somewhat of a, a like again i feel like i feel like with most things, you know, health and fitness, I've been doing this for nine, 10 years now. I'm getting a fairly good handle on it, to be fair. And one of the things that I do is like, I am very, very hard on myself until it's not productive to be. And then I'm very easy on myself again until it's not productive to be, you know, obviously within reason, I'm not fucking perfect and I'm certainly not moving in the right direction all the time. But when I'm on the ball and when I'm sharp, I don't just use, you know, verbal abuse or what, or, you know, hard standards in order to move forward all the time it's like sometimes less is more i had yet 
and I'm going to keep mentioning this every time it happens, another lady who I put on more calories, Tammy, who would have thought it? More calories led to more weight loss. Why? Because of adherence. And so sometimes less is more. Sometimes when we think that we've just been hard on ourselves is the answer. Hard, hard, hard. When in fact, when you pull back and you make things a little bit easier on yourself, the margin for error grows, the pressure comes off, and your ability to actually succeed in that environment improves. Yep, 100%. I think um, there's this thing called appropriate regression in training. I mentioned a few times in this, if um, I have you under the bar <clears throat> and you're benching and I give you a weight that's too heavy for you, it is going to be impossible for you to lift it. No matter how many times you try it over and over and over again, so you won't make any progress. But if we pull it back to a weight that you can actually move um, <clears throat> and, you can <clears throat> and you can do it well, uh, I think you will get better a lot quicker. And that's just all about like making it a little bit easier so you can improve faster. And something that people do in the gym all the time is they push themselves a little bit too hard or too high of an expectation and they allow themselves to do stuff badly or a bad form. And the same thing can be applied to nutrition. If you go too strict uh, to a point where you haven't done it before to a place where you can't really handle it and you're stressed all the time just because your ego beside you is just saying, I'm tough, I can handle it, I'm great, blah, 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 blah. And then you bit, you restrict, 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 and all of a sudden it leads to a big binge. One of, one of my clients um, is binge feeding, I think, seven weeks because we increased her calories as well and she's just killing it which is really, really good and her weight when she increased her calories her weight did go up a little bit and then it's starting to come back down she settled into some sort of normality like normalcy is that right normalcy normality um, normality um, and she is trying she's a lot stronger now it uh, feels like she has more energy and she doesn't feel as anxious anymore which is a uh, really really important something i heard jordan peterson say where people who restrict food a lot especially ladies uh, when they don't eat is uh, they get anxious anxiety is one of those things and you just need it's that feeling in your stomach which is like hunger which might be misinterpreted as anxiety and then there's the whole thing oh my goodness that. that is wild huh? i'm just so anxious you're not you're fucking starving yeah eat something just eat something in the morning that's something if you are anxious one of the things that he says is like just have something uh, with a bit of protein and a bit of fat in it for breakfast and anxiety should come come down and now again People have lots of reasons to be angry or angry, anxious, and um, so that might not be the, the main reason. But a lot of people, Joe, you, know, you hear they're angry or the meme on the internet about people's girlfriends, you know, being dead mean and bitchy, and all of a sudden they bring them to McDonald's, and then all of a sudden they're you know, real pleasant to be around again. Yeah, little kitten. So, um, your inner critic, the first thing I would say about the inner critic uh, to recognize it, mindfulness is really important. Um, now what do I mean by mindfulness? Uh, meditation can help a lot with this because you're literally practicing to catch your thoughts and to recognize your thoughts and understand that to not identify with your thoughts all the time. Because when you say, you know, oh, I'm such a piece of shit for wanting a piece of cake or something like that, um, people identify with their thoughts and then they accept that as true instead of being able to recognize it as just a thought pattern that is like 99% of the, not 99%, a lot of them more than half are just random and environmental or habitual or like if you just you're going through your routine it'll just pop up and this is what i say to myself when i make the same thing because i think it's going to help me stop so like you know people will if they go to the shop and they buy a chocolate bar they're like oh i'm so bad for buying this chocolate bar and let's say the hopes that it will stop them buying the chocolate bar but all of those is create a little guilt and shame cycle and like increases the size of their shadow let's say so to stop doing that, and this is where I think the social media side of PTs and coaches coming in saying, Joe, 
oh, this is good for you and all this sort of stuff, or it's not bad to want to eat junk food and to go drinking with your friends the weekend, is to lower the shame and guilt around it. Because when you have a lot of shame and guilt around, um, let's say, a behavior, you put it in a wee box and uh, you hide it and you don't let anyone look at it and then you do it all in secret and it just grows and grows and grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it's acknowledged and realized and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot uh, on shame and guilt when it comes to negative behaviors and negative self-talk. Oh, so it kind of reinforces an identity, doesn't it? Go on. So, like, if you're the kind now, well, now you're the kind of person who, you know, does these things shamefully, you know, and again, every time you do that, it's like you're engaging in this kind of like, as I said, like this shadow-like behavior. It's like it's something that you don't want anybody else to know about, and the issue is that it's going to be continually reinforced because you're shaming yourself with something that realistically is going to happen on cycle. And so now you've got this negative part of your identity because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be part of your identity because it's something that you're going to do again and again, but because again of your, your, your mentality towards it, it's going to be negative. And so now it's like, it's something that's part of you that's negative. And again, it's, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week with the whole like addressing thing for Mason's like, you know, it's like there's some things that you maybe just don't want to address. And the reason you don't want to address them is because you don't want to highlight them. It's like, whereas if you were to kind of have like a chocolate bar willy nilly, you know, it's like, okay, listen, fair enough. Or now if it's this like massive thing, like shame is like, a, it's a very powerful emotion. So it's going to be a big, massive, you know, experience for you. It's like nobody has shame and just kind of, oh, oh, it's going to be a little bit shameful. It's like, no, it's shame. It's like you feel very bad about Ooh. it. With it before before you go on, um, I think it's important to understand like what shame does and why people have it and why it's a it's like a let's say an influential factor in your thought processes and your behavior. And the brought to its its extreme is basically like if I do this shameful behavior, I'm going to get kicked out of the tribe and then I'm going to die. And that's the like let's say the emotional reaction to that. Like that's that thing brought to its end. Does that make sense? Mm. So if you Let's say, you know, if everyone finds out that you're a secret eater, you know, everyone's going to think, ooh, look at them, they're a piece of shit. Get the fuck away from us. You're terrible, blah, blah, We don't want you in the tribe anymore. And, like, back in the day, that would mean, like, see you later. <laughs> the lions are going to get you. But even, or, or even just, you know, you're not, like, because it doesn't have to even be complete rejection and isolation. It can even just be something like, oh, you're not who I thought you were because maybe what you thought was a good strategy was to, it put up a, a facade as if, oh, this is who I am. Oh, I am this perfect person. Oh, look what I can do. Look what I can do until you can't do it anymore. And so it's like, right, okay. So now it's, it's even just kind of like, oh, you're letting yourself down, in, you know, in terms of this identity. Because like, I know I had an awful lot of that when I was just starting to be a coach. You know, it's like, except I didn't, I didn't necessarily want that identity. I just wanted a job. <laughs> and the job kind of came with, you know, certain responsibilities in terms of you know promoting a certain thing and it's hard to engage in good healthy habits when you're coming from a place that that wasn't always the case and especially when you're supposed to you know help other people get there like that that meme that's going around you know i guide others to a treasure that i cannot possess and Mm -hmm. that's kind of how i felt with nutrition for the longest time and again, like one of the best things that I, I ever done was like, I just, again, like I said, lowered the bar. It's like, listen, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect to give good advice. And 
obviously, again, one of the most valuable things I think that you can do as a coach is like genuinely trying. Like I like I like I I felt like a fraud when I wasn't trying because I'm encouraging people to try. But what I'm not encouraging people to do is be perfect. And I and once that clicked in my head, I was like, oh, well, now we can all kind of go on this journey together and I can share advice with you of what it's like to try and I can relate to you and you can relate to me more as somebody who's fallible, somebody who's not getting this thing right all the time. And that eased an awful lot of shame for me because I realized, actually, you know, because like, again, like, who the fuck are these people getting it right like 200, 365 days a year? And it's like, like, may, like, I don't know, maybe Paul Check. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really know that many people are they getting it t- like a fucking plus 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 three hundred sixty five days out of the year. And if you know Paul Check is doing that, it's like you know absolute credit to him. I'm sure he grew his way there. I'm sure he didn't start there from absolute zero. I'm sure he didn't go from zero to here overnight. It's a it's a growing thing. And as part of that journey, it's understanding that you know it's like you're gonna get it wrong. And then again, you need to learn what is reasonable for you and the whole thing with this kind of inner critic is like where did you learn your standards from it's like because you you could be judging yourself on a a faulty base it's like like what you think is a shameful act might actually just be par for the course it's like like i said it's like people with bread shame oh i can't eat bread oh every time i eat bread it's it's like that's 90 calories you're fine like you would have been fine. Fair enough. Who has a slice of bread? You had two. You had a sandwich. It's 180 calories. It's no, not much. I had four slices of toast with Nutella on it. Yeah. So no, listen. If you have a certain goal and that's not what you wanted, it's like now you're you know in a surplus. You didn't want to be in a surplus. It's like write it off. Let's start again tomorrow. It's like but it's but wait. What, so so just I just want to interrupt because stuff like that. The reason you'll feel guilty and shame about that is because you think it's bad and you think it's wrong, okay? And that it's abnormal. But like, well, well, or you, or it you could need just to, be well, it could just be you missed. You had a certain yeah, exactly. plan. You you had a certain plan for the day. You wanted you to go for eighteen hundred calories, and now all of a sudden, based on that, if you're at like me with a ten, it's like that's probably close to twenty six hundred calories. <laughs> you know? and, yeah, and like topping it. And then people will be like, "Oh, you know, uh, I'm such a piece of shit for." Joe for having this little binge or going for that and they don't understand why they actually did it and this is where mm. the mindfulness will come in they don't understand why did they go for it because they did set out the plan and it could be forgetfulness you know i just forgot about it they could be doing it in a self-sabotaging way where they were like part of them is like holding them back be like no don't do it the other part's like i'm gonna do it or just eat the 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 rebel yeah exactly the little rebel who's just going to sabotage everything but the reason, the reason why they're doing it is oftentimes because they're trying to, they're either they're hungry and they didn't eat enough throughout the day and that pressure's built and built and built to the point where they're like, fuck it, and it's quick and handy and they want that, like, that spike in sugar just so they, they feel that satisfaction. Maybe they're bored, um, maybe they're feeling a little bit emotional and they're looking for something to make them feel better, but if they don't know what, what the trigger is and there's always, a, like, a trigger for it, it's either boredom, emotional, or hunger. You One of those three. Or you actually do just you don't want the goal that you're trying to go for and um, but usually that's not the case so well um, so sometimes it is like sometimes when people are, are like leaning up and they're generally happy enough in themselves but again they're getting, getting told externally oh this is what good or this is what a great body looks like you know instead like again they don't have 
a good image for what's normal again we're back to like what is normal it's like they feel a sense of shame for having this slight like again for the slightest amount of love handles for you know a tiny little pouch for not having ripped abs for not understanding that you know a, like the vast majority of these amazing physiques you see are currently like pumped up from exercise like it's like i've seen a, a, a youtube video for a guy joe delaney shred bundy called himself and his whole thing is you know i i my my goal was to always look like i looked like with a pump not with a pump which is like kind of impossible mm-hmm. and it's like because like you see these pictures now like again i think social media can be both great and terrible but like like from my news feed for the most part it's pretty fucking great like i've got followed some pretty cool people some pretty cool coaches and like you see these people all the time and they're posting up photos themselves looking absolutely shredded and you know five minutes later or vice versa five minutes before looking terrible five minutes later looking amazing because they went and did a few exercises yeah they got a better angle they did a better pose they got a bit of a pump it's like five minute transformations like that's literally what people are comparing themselves to and they they might always take their photos and look in the mirror without a pump instead of like getting all pumped up learning how to pose a little bit getting good lighting and feeling amazing with themselves or whatever you, you get what i'm trying to say i do i do um so the inner critic how do you how do you start dealing with the inner critic um mindfulness we said being able to catch your thoughts. So there's a practice with meditation where you first put yourself in a state where you're relaxed and you can do that with deep diaphragmatic breathing. I recommend uh, you set a timer for about 10 minutes and you breathe into your nose and out your mouth like you're blown through a straw. You go. All right, with your eyes closed and focus on your breath. And what you'll notice is you'll get distracted with thoughts or your inner dialogue. And when you notice yourself getting uh, distracted, you pull yourself back and you anchor yourself to the breath or you put your attention back on your breath instead of on the thoughts. And doing that will allow you to see the thoughts come in, try and distract you, and you go back to your breath. And then you'll see another thought come in, try and distract you, and you come back to your breath. And you just start watching what the thoughts are. And then that all those thoughts is ba- are basically, let's say, your subconscious mind just bubbling up, doing what it does. And like your subconscious mind is like... It's just chaos. It's just, it doesn't make sense. It's just loads of random stuff over that you've experienced throughout your life. And when you put yourself in that state, you are not as judgmental or it's easy to be less judgmental. You can watch it without anchoring yourself to those ideas. And the goal is to not judge them, just watch them. And when you do that throughout your day, you can do the same thing. You might catch yourself where you go to eat it and then all of a sudden this negative self talk comes in. You go to buy, let's say, a full fat can of Coke and uh, then <laughs> criticals uh, <laughs> uh oh yeah get that fatty or something stupid like that and then you can catch yourself and be like oh that's just my inner critic it's not actually who i am or what i identify with or anything like that you can put it back and then you can grab the coke zero and then make a better decision on that and a good thing when you do catch yourself a good thing to do when you do catch yourself um with the inner critic is to ask yourself join a situation like that what's better or what's worse so hmm. full fat can of, it's just a can of coke well i could be getting the instead of getting the 330 mils i could be getting the 500 mils that would be worse what would be better if i just switch to the coke zero boom bingo i'm going to make a better decision done and you need when you're present and you're mindful about it it's easier to do that than if you're unconscious stressed and just being reactive throughout your day-to-day so mindfulness can really help with that one thing i would say on that is 
understanding that we, what we want to do is we want to remove our inner critic altogether because they don't you do they don't we can disagree on this day you're in well, 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 like, there's a reason yeah, why yeah, well, 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 okay go for how about it. you let me go search for my points huh okay let me search my points all right and we replace it with an inner critiquer okay. and so again it's very very valuable to have somebody who calls you out and who judges and analyzes and weighs things up and says hey this that the other but what we don't want right we want to be our own best friend we want we want that when we close our eyes in our head that you are again we go back to the, the trauma stuff it's like you're the person who your inner child needs when you were a child that cool older person that you just needed or wanted and all those characteristics you want to be that person right and that's not somebody who lets you away with anything or, or everything sorry and it's also not the person who comes in hard on you like a ton of bricks every time you take a foot out of place what you want is somebody who judges you and gives you critiques on what is going on with you so again hey what like again i don't criticize people when they're in the gym I critique them. Hey, your knees are out. Your arch is collapsed. Oh, your back is a little bit flat. As well as, oh, by the way, this is great. Your back is flat. Your core is engaged. Your breathing's great. Your tempo is great. Your depth is excellent. You know, it's like your effort today is fucking buying on. Your attitude is amazing. It's like there's so, like, there's a massive difference between criticism and critique. And I would encourage everybody who, again, this is another thing as well. It's like it comes with experience. It's like you, you have to learn what good standards are. And again, that will come from experience. It'll come from education. It'll come from lots of different places. It'll come from like wisdom, you know? And so what we want so, to do. Well, what I was going to say is, yeah, the, the standards thing is very, very important because your inner critic can be judging you on standards that are completely misaligned. That you might not know, like you might think you know what's good and bad for you, but you actually have no idea. You actually, like, like again, someone could be like, like with having the bread, a shit with the 90 calories like, thing. Or like having a shit training partner. And it's like, oh, one, two, three, four. It's like, and then someone comes on. It's actually what we call It's like, no reps, mate. I'm very sorry to tell you that. It's like, none of those count. None of those are going to get you the progress that you want. And yeah, I'm very sorry that you've been dealing with a shit coach. Um, And maybe not even a coach, just a friend in the gym, your gym, bro. And so, so again, it's like, listen, what we actually want is somebody who knows what they're talking about. And that's who you want to become. And... Be very, very cautious. This is a, was another point I was going to talk. It's like, you know, it's like your philosophy. It's like, where are these criticisms coming from? It's like, are these crafted and designed? It's like, is, is this all coming from a standard that you're happy with and that you've gone, yeah, this is what I want? Or is this just a mishmash of things that you've heard throughout the years and you've never really put too much thought in it and it's actually starting to cause you quite a lot of uh, negative emotion. It's like, right, okay, well, maybe there's a better way to do this. And listen to this, here to tell you, there is. There is a good way to do everything. Like there's people who have figured it out, got the path, they're super effective, super efficient. And again, like, yeah, sometimes a little bit of a negative, negative emotion is going to spur you on. But if you're getting overwhelmed by it and it's just absolutely crushing you, it's like, there's a better way. Yeah, I one hundred and ten percent agree. So the, well, there you go. About, maybe let me finish my points first. Sorry. That's a it's a good point. So like yeah, what I was gonna say, the reason why I was disagreeing was because I don't think you can get rid of your inner critic. 
Um, but what you what you need to do is you need to befriend it and become more compassionate with it. So the next I was trying to, gonna... I was trying to, I was trying to get a bit of clickbait going, Chris. Sorry, apologies. trying to get people triggered. Yeah, it was a little bait and switch. You know what I mean? It worked on me. It worked on me. And this. Uh, so the next one is replace negative self talk with self compassion. That's another way to do it. So uh, befriending your inner critic is a very very good thing to do because again, it is. It's there for a reason. It is trying to tell you something and it is trying to help you, but you need to be able to recognize you know, when it's being too harsh. And I don't know about you, but I can be very, very harsh on myself. I can be harsh with you. I can be harsh with, with Steven uh, and stuff that like with one conversation that we'll have uh, will give me more context to it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so maybe I shouldn't have been as harsh there. And the same thing can be can happen with you, except there's no one to sort of, let's say, nudge in the right direction. But what is there to nudge in the right direction is having this anchor of compassion towards yourself and like habitually coming back to a point where you're not being very, very mean to yourself, where you're trying not to. And you're like, if the, if the inner critic was to say it in a way that would be a little bit nicer, what would it look like? And you need to be mindful to be able to catch the thought, reframe it, and then use that idea instead. And when you're mindful, which is really, this is why one of the reasons why mindfulness is promoted, because it's like, in, from my perspective, it's basically like you know, self-programming or self-hypnosis, or you know, you're basically like cultivating good thought patterns. And it, when you're reactive, you don't understand, you don't realize how bad the negative self-talks or the negative self-talk is and how mean you can be to yourself. And when you switch it to compassion, you understand that like, oh, that was ridiculous of me to say, I wouldn't say this to my friend, so why would I say it to myself? That a little bit of that bait and switch thing. Any chance I can to promote David Goggins and his philosophies and his wise wise words. But one of the things he says, and this is kind of talking about what you're talking about, appropriate regression and compassion and all this kind of stuff, is like one of the things he was talking about in his book was like, let's say you're having a shitty day. He said, Oh man, I really don't want to train today. This is something I do all the time. I used to do RIP my gains. I am um, Something I used to all the time is like if you're going like let's say let's say you're having a hard day you're feeling really tired it's like listen let's let's just go and let's just take it easy let's just go and we'll do the bare minimum you know we're not going to push hard today we'll just do the warm up and we'll, you know we'll literally see how we're feeling let's do the white workout if we want to and then you get warmed and the blood starts pumping and the energy starts rising and that little quitter who wasn't feeling it that morning voice starts to get quieter and the inner champion comes out and we start feeling a little better and then all of a sudden oh cool, we're on top of things and what what ensued all that and what enabled all that to, to to happen was the fact that you started with compassion was that you weren't a just fuck up oh this is bullshit you're such a piece of shit not going to oh i can't believe i'm missing gym today it's like listen it's fine you know it's all right to have a, a tough day it's all right to show up to the gym and just not have it in you and not be able to perform absolute top four and it's i tell you what it's all right to even show up and have a shitty attitude about it you know it's cool whatever you're feeling today is a-okay with me let's just go anyway and let's just and again if let's say you you park the car outside and you feel like having a cry and you don't want to go in that's okay too but at least you tried your best and it's like and literally we've put the bar on the floor but we've said, listen, we're gonna we're gonna nudge our way there. We're gonna we're gonna follow through as much as we can. And I tell you what, if after one of it you feel like fuck it off and heading home, we'll do that as well. And and if you really want, you're gonna have McDonald's. If that's the kind of day you're having, but in general you're the kind of person who generally would show up and do the best, you must need it. You must yeah. need it. Call work sick and take the day off if that's really what you need. It's like let's just let's just have it out because. 
or like a, or a nice little, little mantra that I've heard in the old class. It's like child's pose is available any time. If you just want to crawl in bed in the fetal position for a day, that's a okay. But here's what we're, here's what we're going to do first is we're going to be compassionate to ourselves, but we're going to try. And we're going to try our best. And then while we're doing it, we're going to see how it feels and we'll take it from there. Is that kind of line up with what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. The, the whole idea of being able to take the pressure off is, let's say, something that the inner critic would be, let's say, condemning. So if you are, let's say, really tired, you didn't get much sleep, the inner critic, and you don't want to work out. So this would be an, a, an area where the inner critic would be like, you lazy piece of shit. What are you doing? You need to get out, go to the gym. Um, this isn't who you are. You should be better than this, blah, 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 blah. But Joe, you're on the phone to your friend all night who's having a tough time in the relationships or whatever. And then you wake up and you're absolutely wrecked, tired um, and emotionally drained as well. It might be uh, like a, being compassionate to yourself might look like, oh man, I need an extra hour in bed or I need to, I need to, Joe, basically like call my friend again, see if they're okay. And you need, your priorities should be shifting and your inner critic is there to basically say like, oh, we're deviating from the plan. And we need to sort of do something about it because if we don't, we're going to lose something here. And instead of it being this, like, you piece of shit, it should be like, Joe, careful now. Remember, Joe, we've got other priorities too. And it's just trying to look after everything, Joe, all that's at once. It. That's honestly a great point. It's like, yeah, the, the nuance of, like, what is the voice actually saying? Yeah, it's like, like, like okay, so the, the same message in two different tones can be received completely differently. A hundred percent. That's what re. That, it's like it's, it's basically like CBT, Joe, like cognitive behavioral therapy. You just like you're just rewriting your thought. You're just rewriting it and yeah. making it in a different way. And like you can do that with everything. Like perspective is uh, something that can change. You look at something from one side, it can be one thing, and you look at it from a different side, it can be completely different. And a sentence said with a certain tone, you know, it's like, "What are you doing?" versus "Oh, what are you doing?" is completely different. And I don't know about you, but my inner critic usually sounds like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" Very very harsh. My mine my 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 guy is quite gentle, and that's like my my was my I had the opposite problem and still have the opposite problem. Um, you know, so mine like my inner critic is very quiet. He's a lazy old bastard, and like the, the, the there's a meta inner critic thing going on here. Right? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean like I, what what I what I mean is like in order for me to get up and go. I can I, I get what you're saying, but like in order for me to get up and go, like I can find like I would I would very easily pat myself on the back, tell myself that everything's all right, and just take a day off, and mm-hmm. and have no qualms about it. But then again, like I do have that standard in me now that again has been cultivated over time, because like, I can sit there in that and be super lazy. And I like like I am very I could I could talk my inner crowd like listen don't worry like listen this it's all it's all gonna be okay and I find that for me the, the critic is is quite useful but again not like he he's he I, he's never been a bad guy like he's never been somebody like because again I understand what you're saying with the whole meta thing it's like you know it's like I in order for me to move I like a, a harsh voice because for me. Like the nice voice is all too present the vast majority of the time. And that nice voice in comparison to that, like I like a bit of push-pull. Like I like the, listen, let's let's work hard, play hard kind of thing. But it's like for me, a consistent like, 
Oh, let's just do it like a you moderate like a challenge. You like, you know, you, yeah. you like a challenge. A challenge is motivating. And that's, that's yeah. another thing. Like that's again, why you need to befriend the inner critic because it can be good like that. And yeah. some people do respond really well to being challenged. Uh, but the way you, the way you need to. That's hilarious. I can't identify. <laughs> Did you, you caught it. Um, yeah, it's very funny. But the, the way to catch your inner critic is with shoulds with shoulds i should do this i should be doing that i should be like this i should be like that it's like you are the way you are so acceptance is very very important in that that area but like the shoulds if you're like oh i shouldn't have done that i should shouldn't all over stuff is um is how you find out if it's the inner critic or not and shooting if you're saying you're yeah if you find the way I, i caught that one there is you had one way that your inner critic was and how it should be a little bit meaner to you so you can get motivated and get out of bed and it's like that shit is how you catch it and it's like your inner critic is the way it is and so there is levels to it there's a cool thing um was it terence mckenna i think he was explaining something about the ego and ego dissolution and it's like you can't catch it, is it? or no it's anna watts um so as soon as you try and catch the ego or you, ident- you identify as soon as you're like oh i don't have an ego it's like that's the ego the i in that sentence is the ego as soon as you identify it moves up to the next word it's like so the police coming into some robbers, the robbers are the ego, the police run up the stairs, and as soon as they go in, they're like, ah, I got you. He just moves up to the next floor. And every time they catch yeah, him, he moves up to the next, the next what floor. About, like what, he... about, what, about, what about this for, a, for a, a term? Replace shoulds with woulds. Uh... It, would, it would be, instead of, oh, you should do, oh, this would be great if, it would be a good idea if. Uh, I don't... Is that... Is it better to frame I haven't, it like thought, it? I haven't thought about it like that. I haven't thought about it like that. I would say um, instead of it being should, could. Should, well, listen, you've got would or could. That's what we have. We have to make this rhyme. It's like we could you, or we we, should, we would. It would be nice. It could be nice. You could if well, you wanted. Again, again, this is this comes down to befriend, befriending the inner critic. So if he says, if you say you shouldn't have had that chocolate bar, you're like, oh, we could have something else. Mm. So how you change it is uh, how you phrase it is really, really important. And the tone around it as well. So it's so not we're, just we're, that. So we're but, changing but, shoulds to coulds. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, well, the, instead of being like should in a in a condemning way, it should be a compassionate way. Does that make sense? Like anchor it in compassion and then you'll have the right answer. So like whatever tone you put around it, if you put a compassion. But that's, I think what compassion's all about is compassion's all about trusting, you know, like if I have compassion with you, it's like I'm trusting you in your situation to like, like, to weigh up your own pros and cons and again understanding that you know you're doing your best really that's the whole thing about it and that's why it's like well what instead of what you need to be told what to do and you know in, in your case and why i know about you bring out your inner rebel it's like listen here's a couple options here's a couple options this is what i this is what i would do or this is what i could this is what you could do but you know you should do whatever you feel is best for you i use would could and should i'm impressed would okay. Well, there was something I was going to say there. It was something along the lines of like, they the should be like this. To have compassion for yourself, uh, to have compassion for yourself, it's important to understand that you are fundamentally flawed. Okay, you have flaws. You're not perfect. Remember, Born into sin you were. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, all these ideas and all are in loads of religions. Uh, but understanding that you have... Uh, biases you have wants you have desires you have yeah you ha- you're human so you have impulses you have all these different things so you're not you're not there who was it was it 
Jordan Peterson, someone basically said, you know, you're not alone in here. You're not alone in your body. You've got Joe angry Chris. You've got sad Chris. You've got hungry Chris. You've got tired Chris. You've got all of these different, let's say, ghosts and emotions basically pulling your behaviors in different ways. And understanding that, you know, like to be perfect, you'd basically be Jesus. You get what you basically, if you had full control over all of that stuff, you'd be Buddha. You'd be enlightened if you could just control absolutely everything. And the compassion comes from the from understanding where let's say you have this ideal that you're trying to go towards and understanding where you deviate from so you need awareness to be like oh well i was going down this path and then you know i i found out that you know i was hungry in the evenings and i ended up sneaking down to the fridge and getting some chocolate out of it or whatever uh, why did like understanding why you did that and having compassion for yourself gives you permission to basically realize that oh i did it because I was bored and that that's a normal human thing to do or i did it because i was feeling sad and i wanted a little bit of a pick-me-up or i was like i was hungry and i didn't have anything better and i wasn't prepared and i didn't have my shopping done and when you can link it to those behaviors well then the problem is actually easier to solve because instead of having the the let's say chocolate there you know you could have fruit there or you could have like a, a snack that you had prepared already like that's a lot healthier for you, lowering calories and gives you that same sort of satisfaction. And if it solves the problem the same way, well then, and it's better for you, well then you've solved the problem in a way some where you're people, not like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Some people are in a situation like thinking about you now when you were trying to cut weight for boxing. It's like, if you were feeling emotional at that stage, it's like, you probably weren't going to deviate too far away from the course to be fair, because you're pretty fucking dialed in and locked in with the whole why that you had. But it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, most, most people is kind of like, if, if that's not the situation, if it's not literally that extreme, it's like, listen, you have to make weight on this day and this, 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 this. It's like, you know, what can we do? It's like, why don't you have, why, like, step one, well, step one is, step one is plan. It's like, right, let's have a look at your meal plan, implement it. And then it's like, right, okay, let's change your meal plan if you're not sticking to it consistently. It's like, and again, as I said, been mindful enough to understand. It's like, right, does it not have enough flavor? Is it too hard to organize? It's like, is it not convenient enough? It's like, is there not enough calories on it? It's like, what Wait, is I it? I think this is this is really important. I think it's C4 that thing there because I was being incredibly restrictive uh, with that, and I do understand what it's like to to go against, let's say, you know, the compassion thing and to work around it and all this sort of stuff. And the not the there was a few different factors. Like one, I knew why I was doing everything. I was journaling every day. Yeah. I was journaling every single day, and I knew why I was doing. It. I was literally writing it out, and that awareness let me make some very very good decisions. One of the decisions was to have water on hand all the time and if i was hungry before i would do it i would drink first to dampen that sensation i also had on that cut i had like a lisa's treat every single day every yeah. single day and i'd space it up and i had a big f off salad every single day and the salad was probably about i don't know like maybe 300 calories or something like that there but it was like a or maybe more, maybe about 400 calories but it was like 90 percent leaves and like steak and it was delicious. It was lovely. I really enjoyed cooking it. And it was like, it was very, very satisfying. And I ate till I was full. And that kept me going. And then when I did need that snack, I didn't have anything else except the Lisa's treat that I got earlier that day in the fridge. And I looked forward to it. And I knew I could have it. Yeah. And then on top I, of that, I, I weighed never, my hope. I never did a diet that didn't have something in it that I absolutely, like a little, what would you say? What, what do you call that thing in the desert? A beacon of hope. <laughs> a little beacon of hope. Yeah. What do, what do you call that thing? In the desert? Uh, Oasis. Oasis. It's like just yeah, just something something that you really look forward to that genuinely gets you excited about it every single day. Because again, we all like a little bit of mouth pleasure. 
and something to just go, ah, that, oh, listen, that's that, ah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, I, the equivalent for me, tea and a biscuit. You know, oh, big hobnob, uh, right in a, in a cup of tea. It's like, I don't like it. Um, but I, what I also think is important to understand is that, like, when I was doing doing that, it, failure was not an option. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's important. Like, that was because I had an identity and all this sort of stuff around it, and everyone knew that I was trying to call weight and trying to make this way. Like, as a professional who understands all this sort of stuff, if I didn't do that, I would have been a failure. So it was like, failure was absolutely not an option. We're not going down that route. There's no debate to be had. There's no winner credit coming up to start debating all that sort of stuff. It's like we made the decision. We were you're in alignment. You're, you're everyone's yeah. ever lined up. Yeah, so this is fucking happening. But exactly. and if, that's what's if really we had a said, a goal. hey, Chris, hey, Chris, nine months, keep that up. You would have been into all this fucking bullshit. Yeah, oh, man. If I wait there, just, you know, like if if I had to do that for another like six months after, I like, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was really yeah. tough. And what it, after it as well, what did happen after I did all that when I didn't have to do it anymore was like, Thank God. I got ordered pizza. So I was going out drinking with my friends. So it was like, it, it was like the real, and I gained weight again pretty quickly after because of such a strict, um, a strict cut. And all those impulses were like, there was a little guy who was being held back. It was like, no, not enough. It's like, Shh, you don't have a voice right now. He just came back up. He was like, it's time to play. Let's go. And uh, there, me, me, I'm always like, soon, soon, don't worry. Our time will come. Um, right, dude, we're going to have to wrap it up because i got a PT now in approximately 90 seconds. Um, so okay, well, wait there, wait there. So there's a couple of points on? that I want. Yeah, that I think this is where the value of this whole podcast is. Okay, so your inner critic, you basically uh, challenge your inner critic. Challenge it. So it will come up with something and you'll be like, here, what's the fuck you saying? What are you actually trying to say to me? Okay, and then after that, you need to befriend it. And then swap. When you're befriending it, you're basically uh, swapping negative self-talk for compassion. Okay, so... Find the negative self-talk, swap for compassion. And then after that, you need to cultivate a positive and supportive inner dialogue. How do you cultivate a positive inner dialogue? Mantras are really good. Mantras and yoga and all are really, really good. But just having a phrase that you can say over and over and over and over and over again that will help you feel better. One, I am perfectly imperfect. I'm lovable just as I am. Um, so uh, I can handle this. There's a few different things that you can do that you just say reflexively. For me, a big part is, is like it's changing the the script that's coming in. Like again, like you're yeah. probably programmed with people with shitty scripts is like so audiobooks, like audiobooks, eat, sleep, podcasts, like stuff that you fucking enjoy in your ear constantly. It's like get stuff that aligns with what diet. you want. That is positive talk, not just fucking negative shit. Yeah, and Joe, there's all this sort, all this other stuff, Joe, where you're the five people you hang around with the most, and all this sort of stuff as well. And the one of the reasons why that is really good is because you start listening to what they start talking about. So you start hearing how they think, basically through their actions and their their phrases and their little quips and all that sort of stuff. And then you like grab onto it. So if I hang around with people who go to the gym all the time, you're like, I'll start going to the gym even just a little bit more. So we were eating healthy. You're like, oh, so this solves this problem really, really well for me. You're like, why am I trying it out for myself? It's if you have people who encourage themselves and they encourage other people and all that sort of stuff. A good way to actually start, um, a really, really good way to to start giving yourself a better inner dialogue is to start encouraging other people. One of the reasons why it's so easy for us to have a better inner dialogue is because we encourage people all the time and we know what the phrases are that help boost people up so you can just say it to yourself. I think that was one of the one of the biggest things that happened to me when I was uh, training like mad, which was, you know, I knew how to say it to other people and I knew, I knew how to coach other people. I just started doing the same thing to myself and it helps a lot. So if you're saying like if how would you say it to your best friend, and uh, say it to yourself that way. 
There you go, guys. We got to wrap it up. I know he's our match. He's been loving on our hour of this podcast. Stay tuned for this next episode on what are we talking about next time? Discovering the satisfaction factor. Boom. Love it. All right. Peace. Peace.